You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Grind overtime. Tom, that's the branding. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. And I can see Nicole's face. I can see Nicole. <laughs> and who is joining us today? Nicole Casey. And, and Alex Casey. What's up, Casey's? How you doing? What's up, guys? How do I turn my video off? There's a little button in the middle. <laughs> We're recording remote, coronavirus style. Um, this is Axe to Grind Overtime. You've probably gotten the memo by now, but we're trying to crank out some content for y'all. We're stuck at home bored. Um, Alex and Nicole, thank you for joining us. What's your situation? We'll, we'll do the coronavirus thing really quick. Alex, you just got quarantined. Yeah, I just got an email from my boss uh, like 20 minutes ago, basically telling my whole department that... Uh, we should be working from home for the uh, indefinite future. So, what do you do, Alex? If you don't want me asking, um, I'm a product manager for a uh, electrical company. Um, so we work in construction, building out um, like commercial spaces. So okay. a lot of my a lot of my projects are remote across the country. So I can pretty much manage them from wherever. Um, I don't need to be in the office to to do the work. So. Nicole, you got a little bit more of an interesting gig right now because you're you're not you're not quarantined. So I'm not quarantined. I work in a hospital, but like technically in the outpatient facility. So um, I work in cardiopulmonary rehab, and um, we are open. Um, even though the CDC shut down like all gyms effective 8 p.m. tonight, um, so a lot of our patients like are still coming in, but then some of them are taking it very seriously. So, um, but then I don't know. My boss is just an idiot. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what the hospital's thinking. We really should be shut down, but. Right. Cause the folks that are coming to see you are some of the most at risk people that exist. Oh my God. It's fucking crazy. So I have like 50 year old patients that, you know, have had heart attacks and had stents and they're like canceling. But then I have like, 85-year-old patients that are like, oh, it's fake news. I'm coming in if you're open. Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right. It's on you. Uh, yeah, so everybody, tell your moms, tell your dads, tell grandma, tell grandpa. Uh, stay home, be safe. If you got some serious stuff, let's go get that taken care of. You don't? Mm-hmm. Let's stay home and stay safe. Right. Um, 
that's our coronavirus update. We're going to keep it tight because everybody's <laughs> hearing about it everywhere, and that's all you don't need it from us. Um, thank you to our sponsors, To Live To Live a Lie Records, Closed Casket Activities, Run for Cover Records, and Death with Shink. Go to the websites. Tom, enter the promo code. Axe to grind. And Casey's. What do you have to do with that? Spell it out. Thank you. Spell it out. There we go. That see the the enthusiasm. I told Tom. Tom's had a long day. <laughs> and I told him getting on the phone with the Casey's was going to be a mood elevator. Um, how, where are you at right now? On a scale of one to ten, Tom, how, where are you at? Me, I was at like a point five, but now I'm probably about three and a half. All right, cool. We're, we're, we're trying to get it up to a solid all five. Casey, all Casey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're trying to get it up to a five by the end of the call. Um, we'll what are we I'll doing today? Okay. Oh, ooh, that's going to be nice. Um, we are... We're going full BuzzFeed. We're doing a listicle on you. Um, talking with Alex today, I had full mush brain. It was early. Uh, I was in the on the way to talk to a financial planner, um, it, which is odd in the middle of all this craziness, um, especially because I don't have a dollar to, to, to talk to a financial planner. But um, I started suggesting ideas. And it was like, yeah, I think we did that already. Like specifically that idea. We did that. I'm like, oh, fuck. So um, we hit doing a couple top 10 lists, and we'll see how far we get. Um, but the top 10 list I want to start with is top 10 records of the 90s. Um, was this a hard activity? Nicole, t- was this hard? Okay, so since Alex told me you guys were narrowing it, narrowing it down to just hardcore bands. Yes. Um, Yes, it was hard. And then it's like so many good records are like 89 or 2001. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of hard. Like you had to do a little research. Yo, uh, the 90s, I, I feel very much the same. There's a there's a ton of stuff I like, but a lot of it, you know, like, okay, real quick, because I'm going to ask both Tom and Alex, was it hard for them too? But like, does everyone on the line, like is, is quicksand... Do we count Quicksand as a hardcore band in 2020? 2020? No, but for what the list was for, absolutely. Okay. Alex, you're saying you do? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm with Tom. I don't know if they're they're hardcore like in their current state, but I, I do consider them uh, a hardcore band. Yeah. In 1994, 5, 6, you know, like to me, and I, I mean, yo, I loved them. I loved them from the get, um, from the first time I ever heard them. But, but I was like, well, it's kind of, but, but this isn't like a band I'd see at the VFW hall or the skate park. And it was always, it's always funny. Cause I think like, yo, it's 2020, who cares? But, uh, but it's, it's funny. Cause I, there's a lot of bands like that to me, whether they're more alts or more indie or more, you know, metal or heavy, you know, it, it's, it's a confusing time. Um, Tom, how was it for you making this list? Um, I found it hard just to narrow it down. Yeah. Cause I mean, all bias aside, I think the nineties were the best era of, of hardcore. Oh, I, I agree with that. I agree. Whoa. Whoa okay. Like they literally <laughs> start at 1990. There's like six stuff that I didn't count in my list. Cause I felt it was too early. Okay. Like the first like five years of like hardcore in the eighties, mm-hmm. there are some top ones, but it's not like all all go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that it's like people like it because it was old. 
Okay. <laughs> but I think in the 90s, like, across the board, there's so much shit. Okay. Like, whatever you like, there's something for you. I can agree with that. Okay. Okay. Alex, where are you at? You said you're picking the 90s as the best decade of hardcore? Yeah, I mean, the 90s are my favorite. Um, my fa- all my favorite hardcore favorite. and hardcore okay. records are from are from the nineties. Either the nineties or like current times, you know. I mean, sure, those sure. are those are like my my best two periods. Um, okay, yeah, that's definitely not a slight towards you know what's going on currently or what you know. Sure. Also, no, I, like I to say, yeah, just as um, since bias or like kind of um, present company may need to exclude certain things. All those folks on Twitter that included unorthodox, I see you. Yeah, that I was gonna say, you know, like, like if you, I didn't, I didn't tell you to look. I, I know you kind of keep an eye on it, but I was like, if the mood elevator wasn't above five, I was gonna say, yo, s- skip over there, slide over there. There's a lot of people showing you a lot of love, right? And the people who didn't include us, I see you even more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, um, you guys want to know the secret? Sure. Yeah. Like the book? No, no. Or like, like, like the Tom Hanks movie he hasn't made yet. Um, well, he ain't gonna make it. And all right. Oh, um, fuck. We can we can have some gallows humor in here um, as a treat. <laughs> it ain't um, a secret. Well, one, the '90s isn't my favorite, though mm. I clearly I love a lot. Uh, two, I didn't do the homework. I'm I'm here to uh, I'm the narrator. I'm the uh, I'm red. From Interesting play. Yeah, yeah. Plot twist. But <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of make sure it's moving smoothly. I am very fascinated, Nicole. What do you, do you th- are the '90s like? You're on board that there's something for everybody. Do you think the '90s are better than like the 2000s or now for music for hardcore? Really? Oh, I. It, the '90s is hard for me just because I feel like that is when a lot of bands started branching out and doing weirder things that I feel like sometimes we compare so much to because they were kind of the first to break through into different subgenres. So I feel like yes. 80s hardcore is like one way. It's very straightforward. It's like, you know, the foundation and the 90s kind of like, it's an explosion of like all this different shit that kind of breaks out all those subgenres. So I think it might have to be my favorite. Okay. That's perfectly said. Thank you. So I feel like it's perfect because I think the '90s are, and I think that's why it's a favorite. A lot of folks that it's like that's the first time that like weird shit and bands started doing different things, mm-hmm. and I think that's why like you know no one says like I mean like those all the bands that are like we sound like blank. It's usually unless it's like fucking straight ahead or some like '80s band. Mm-hmm. It's almost invariably like a mid '90s hardcore band, because mm-hmm. that's when it started to get weird. Mm-hmm. I don't Very disagree. So. I don't disagree. I, I also, I think preference for '90s stuff is really interesting because um, it comes and goes. You know, like like yo in the mid late 2000s when the like that No Way record scene was popping, like there was a ton of people and you know, it happens every so often where it's like, Oh, there's an early eighties, like huge Renaissance or like every, all of a sudden people are dying for the rev stuff. And it's like youth crew, this, that, the other. 
Um, and I'm never, you know, it's, it's hard because of all that stuff, you always get like a few gems on top and a bunch of stuff underneath. That's like Drek. Um, the nineties, Assance has been long and fruitful because of exactly what y'all are talking about. Because I'm guaranteeing that there's some people who are hearing this, who are making like stink face at the, the nineties love. But, but as somebody who is also saying like, yo, for me, my favorite era, hardcore, Historically, it's probably 80s, but um, but I do got love for the 90s for exactly this, is the diversity that y'all have spoken of. Israel, you can kind of find something from everything. The breaking off of subgenres is happening. There's, there's something for everyone and something that I don't think any of you guys have said. Stuff starts pushing in extremes in a little bit of ways. Yeah. You know, like st- sounds start going full bore in really like a myriad of different directions so you really can find some stuff to, to latch on to all right um excuse me how do we want to do this i think the best way for this kind of call and this kind of episode is to go round robin so um why don't we start with uh why don't nicole alex tom and we'll kind of circle around and talk about the records and, and go from there sounds good all right nicole kick us off you know what? Since I'm going last, I'm gonna try to not. Should, should we like if we have doubles? Should we just skip the doubles? Like I have twelve on yeah. my list. So if, yeah, if Alex or Nicole say this yeah. record, I won't repeat it. Yeah, you can. You can just when they talk about it, be like, "That's on my list too." Right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Because Alex and I already have some repeats. I believe it. I can't. <laughs> I, can I please say from future from past episodes that we've done? The Nicole Alex dynamic is never better than when it's like this. And Nicole, like Nicole, just she'll jump Alex's opinion if if she thinks it's wrong. It's the best. When she just so, like signing him, just yeah. Signing. She's like, "Yo, what are you doing?" All right, please kick <laughs> us off. There might be a lot of that today. Yeah, he can be a little embarrassing sometimes. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> we all um, love him. I know. Well, so it's it's hard because Alex and I have been together for you know, going on eight years now. So a lot of us like kind of when we were younger and like growing together has influenced a lot of our music taste. So, you know, it really has grown together, but then there's a lot of things where I'm just like, what? No, (laughs) you know? So Uh, that's where you kind of see where sometimes our lists are like, check, check, check. And then he's like, right. And I'm like total opposite direction. So with that being said, my first and probably one of my favorite is Only Living Witness, Pone Model Form. Okay. Wow. What does Only Living Witness... All right, sell Only Living Witness to someone who has never heard it. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I wouldn't say wow. that at all, um, to be honest. I think yeah. that if you like... So for me, I guess like alternative rock was a huge influence for me when I was younger because yep. I was, I was born, you know, towards, I'm not even going to say that. So, you know what? <laughs> alternative rock was, was like my game. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it was like my gateway yeah. into hardcore. And, um, I feel like it's just a record that is heavy and, heavy in the sense where it, it is hardcore enough for hardcore kids but it's just melodic you can sing along to it um it's just the sickest shit okay yeah he's, joan has got an insane voice they're super like 
heavy, like, I mean, are they, would you think they're like, would you describe them like similar to like Life of Agony? If someone was more yeah. familiar with Life of Agony, like I that kind like of heavy you, with the. I feel like if you like, or if you consider quicksand, like kind of teeter tottering on the line of hardcore, I feel like only living witness just like kind of pushes that to be like this band is alternative, but they're also like very much a hardcore band. Got it. So like with, with them at the time, um, were people, would people consider them hardcore? Like would hardcore kids or were they one of those bands that people were like, Oh, that's not, that's not hardcore. Depends on where you were standing and where you're from. I don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair to call them hardcore. They certainly played hardcore shows. Yeah. And um, they were hardcore. Yeah. When I was a kid, they were, you know, if you were in the uh, basement of ABC No Rio, maybe not. Um, if you were only hearing about them post uh, Floor Punch show, maybe not. Um, but I don't think. I think, especially through today's lens, they're a hardcore band. It, it's it is on the extreme, like. They don't sound like Life of Agony per se, but I do think if you like Life of Agony and you like somebody who has like a killer voice and that matters to you and there's heavy parts um, and that they're really kind of branching out from like, like, oh, hardcore song structures doing something a little different that only Living Witness could appeal to. People I know, I didn't know a ton of people who really liked only Living Witness the people who I did know who liked only living witness, especially back then loved them like on a religious tip. And honestly, I didn't mean like that twitching tongues thing to be like a diss. I just don't, I think that like you made a point with the strong vocals. Like I definitely agree that twitching tongues has super strong vocals, but I just wouldn't compare them. I know that they like use them as like, if you like this or that, I just would never, I would never compare the two. True. All right, Alex, kick it. All right, first one on my list is uh, Quicksand Slip. Mm. So another not um, traditional hardcore record, I guess you could say, but to me, it, it is a hardcore record. Yeah. Also on my list. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the few records you'll hear me say it's a straight-up perfect record. Um, and it's still good. Yeah. Hold like, up. it doesn't age poorly whatsoever. Like, you could... If someone said that was recorded yesterday, you go, yeah, that sounds about right. Want wanna want me to go hot takey on this? Yes. Nineties Age of Quarrel. Okay. I'm, yeah, not that hot. I mean, not, but it's just it's. Um, it's that good. It's heavy. It's all sonically as a record. I think there's such an it, it works and flows so well, um, and I love it. Um, I, I wonder. Uh, do you know anyone who I, I had a friend who used to hate quicksand, um, but then it clicked. And now I don't know anyone who is really like vehemently like, eh, fuck that band. I might know people who are like nonplussed by it, but I don't know anyone who's like, no, nah, quicksand sucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't nobody that I can think of. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anybody like that. That says that either, to be honest. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, yeah. I, and when that record came out, like, to be the, I could be the old guy in the room, please, um, like I usually am. Um, <laughs> but just like it was just so like shocking and just kind of like 
it, it felt like a, he was still going to hardcore shows. People were fucking stage diving, people were moshing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. A bunch of times. Like, I've had to, like, I used to, I paid a lot of money to see them all open for Offspring because I wanted to see Quicksand that badly. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was um, a guy from Guar. His, like, he had, like, a, like, a heavy, like, kind of um, noisy, like, hardcore band. They opened. They were called Capone. Then it was Quicksand and, uh, and then uh, Offspring. Offspring at Roseland. And I literally paid in 1990, whatever the fuck, probably 45 bucks. And I left before they played. <laughs> I left before uh, the Offspring went on. Did anyone see that live set that they did? I think it was on Jimmy Fallon, wasn't it? Like, I think it was probably close to eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, making a frozen pizza, like, getting all excited to watch the set <laughs> on my fucking couch. <laughs> it's really, oh, it's a perfect record. Yeah, when they first did the their first- reunions, I, uh, I remember the New York show, which I, I don't remember which venue it is at, the one in Manhattan. Wow. Uh, Bowery Ballroom. Bowery Ballroom, yeah. I, I remember mm-hmm. I sh- we, I think Amanda was late getting out of work. Something happened, and we drove up um, and uh, parked, like, like got remarkably close parking to the venue and walk up and get there just as the first song started. And I walk in, the first thing I did was stage dive. So, uh, quicksand Way to make an entrance. Man. You're yeah, so yeah. cool. <sighs> man, you know, just flossing. Um, <laughs> I remember growing that set, up. That set at Bowery that you're talking about is like yeah. one of the best sets I've ever seen. Like I, yeah. I get chills thinking about it still. It was so I good. I saw the music hall on that and then they played two nights at Webster and I went to those too. Yeah, I went so, to those yeah, Webster so shows. Yeah. I, I mean, powerful band. I, I, uh, I saw them a couple, last time I saw them was when they played St. Vitus on New Year's Eve. It was pretty oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Um, Tom, $45 in 1995 is the equivalent of $75 today. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was a lot of money. <laughs> I didn't hey, yeah. Yo, I know. Maybe it's Back 25 in- bucks. I don't remember, but it was like a lot. It was like yeah. offspring. The shows are like, expensive. Come out yeah. and play. It wasn't like they were a big band. Um, and I also remember as a kid, there were two shows going on one night. It was Quicksand and um, Quicksand Civ Texas Reason mm-hmm. at this place called The Academy. And no effects and fishbone playing somewhere else. And all my herb friends chose to go see no effects instead of quicksand, but I went to go see quicksand. So I won. Uh, yeah, um, straight anyway. All right. Uh, yo, great pick. Um, Tom, you're up. All right. I'm going to go for one that I would imagine is on everybody's list, but maybe not. Hate breed satisfaction is the, is the death of desire. Yeah. Oh, so this is, this is the age of quarrel of the nineties, actually. Zinger. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Be. Yeah, it's um, a it's a pretty perfect record even still, and the jump that they made from like those other recordings to this is insane. <laughs> is it, even like you listen to the Under the Knife demos or like the stuff they were on comps and stuff, it sounds like one of the worst bands I've ever heard. Yeah. Okay, so here, talk talk me through this. Is that I'm not Jimmy Hatebreed, but <laughs> tell me why satisfaction. Bobby, Tell me why Jimmy is why satisfaction is better than perseverance. Oh, um, for, uh, probably for me, it, it it might not be in reality. Okay, okay. Um, time and place for me. Yeah, sure. At the time, there was nothing else like that. I mean, they were doing. They, I mean, they stole from Sepultura, but like no one really knew that. And well, and they brought it into a more hardcore template. Like yes. even if it's a little bit, you know. But like it, it was you know. 
those other bands that like ripped them completely didn't exist yet. So you're like, yo, this is like super fast and also has like the most insane mosh parts I've ever heard in my entire life. It created its own genre pretty much. Absolutely. So kind of at the time. Like Perseverance is the definitely like if you were trying to get someone into hate breed, you probably put on perseverance. What do you guys think of that? If you're getting, trying to get okay, if you're trying to get someone into hate breed, you're putting on perseverance. Tell Alex he's muted again. Alex, you're muted there again. Hey, oh, Grandpa. Sorry, I had to, I had, to use, I had to use the bathroom. I'm sorry, oh, I didn't God, want you dude. to hear that in the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't want to get the call out. Um, no, no. All right, Nicole, you're saying you would you'd play perseverance before satisfaction. I probably would to a person that got it. Um, I don't know. I mean, just Hatebreed has like, I feel like Hatebreed is a band that you kind of get introduced early on and you, you know, get super into it. And then you're jiving with like the next two records after that. And you just kind of, they become staples for you and they can kind of be in, you know, they can cover lots of areas for lots of people as far as lists go. So I agree with Tom. Okay, cool. Alex, anything on, on satisfaction? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is a perfect hardcore record. It's, you know, it's still, like Tom said, holds up every track, pretty much hits. Um, I do at times feel like it's it's a little long. Like the end of it um, isn't as strong as like the first probably seven or eight songs. Because mm-hmm. um, there's what, like 12 songs on the record? Or am it I over exaggerating? Very little bit. No, you're right. But no, I mean, they're all good songs. It's just like, you know, I, I have ADD when listening to music, so... It, getting through that second half for for anything um even if it is my favorite record sometimes it's hard yeah that's that's going to be a future episode now where we're going to do that's big facts well we're going to do add proof and we're going to talk about hardcore records that you can actually make it through all the way because i i'll say this i think there's a lot of records we talk about either as great or classic that are like like let's let's be real they are right. they're great or classic you but, ain't listening to track 11 but yeah, but the track yeah. the drag by the end. So so that's gonna be keep that one in the pocket, Alex. Casey. Can I can I do my funny um, my hate breed trivia? Stupid like stupid. Yes, uh, of course. Let's go. So so when the record came out, I was super stoked because I might have been Jamie Josta on the insert of the record is wearing his indecision shirt. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. So when they but then I see a promo poster. We were on tour in Europe, and I see this promo poster. And they all literally switched shirts. <laughs> so, like, oh, now Jamie Pushbutton is wearing that shirt and, like, Jamie Josta is wearing his shirt. They literally, like, must have been like, all right, everybody switch. And everyone traded shirts. That's so funny. That's it's really ridiculous. Good, yeah. I, I have a funny hate-breed sidebar story when we're Please. done with this sidebar story. All right, my sidebar is done. I, okay. I, I succeed to you. There you go. So my mom starts working this new job. And um, she's like, oh, there's a bunch of nice, really nice girls in the office. But, like, I befriended this one girl. And um, it just happens to be, like, her her boyfriend owns, like, this condo, like, in our condo, um, like, area. And he's in a band. And we should go see his band sometime. Da, 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 da. So it turns out that. My mom's like, we should. I'm like, so what band is you in? Like, what band do you want to go? She's like, oh, so I don't know if you know this band, Hatebreed. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so my mom works with Matt, the drummer's fiance. They're going to get married soon, I think, or they might already be married. I'm not sure on the facts. 
but yeah, so like my mom really doesn't have, she always calls my music like scary music. So my mom's right. like, do you want to go see Hatebreed? I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Um, I mean, Matt Byrne is a super nice dude. He's so, so nice. Yeah. It would make sense that like your mom would like him because he's very nice. So nice. And his, his fiance is apparently, I haven't met her yet, but she's really nice. But I can't imagine my mom at a Hatebreed show. That's just well, not something it. anyone wants to talk about. You know? <laughs> just like no, Alex I... and I, like try whatever we can to like divert, like doing it. Yeah, we were at <laughs> we were at Nicole's mom's last night for dinner, and her stepdad brought up because um, they they just announced that one tour. I forget who's on it, but it's playing the chance, and he's like, "Yo, we're going. I'm gonna get t- I'm gonna get us on the list." And I'm just like shaking <laughs> my head. Luckily, I think the tour is probably canceled, so I don't have to uh, go through that right now. But um, <laughs> what's so bad about it, that? My family uh, is super Italian and they don't like understand. Like, why are these people so angry? Why don't they listen to like Frank Sinatra? Either that or they like, like terrible fucking country music. So yeah, like pop country, modern pop country shit. Yeah. This so. is, this is not Jamie. All right. Yeah. yeah. They're like too happy on a scale of one to 10. How lit is a hate breed concert at the chance in 2020? Oh, sold out. The last time we saw Hatebreed at the Chance, I shit you not, I caught Jamie Josta's monster wristband, and I fucking have it. <laughs> That's a 10 of 10. 10 of 10. It wasn't, it wasn't even intentional. We were just like, oh, Hatebreed's playing the Chance. Like, of course we're going to go. It'll be cool. And it just, like, lands, like, in my hand, basically. I was like, that's Fuck. way, way better than catching the bouquet at a wedding, right? I know. Like that, that's real. Like, I was going to uh, ask if you use it as a garter at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I got so, some good pics of Alex wearing it. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Not safe for work. Um, <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I think that you haven't. I think if you're going to see Hatebreed um, from now until the end of time, you should try to see them in Poughkeepsie or a city like Poughkeepsie. Um, because it feels like the most appropriate, coolest possible way to see them. Pretty appropriate. Yeah. Okay, who's up? Nicole. Nicole. Um, okay, so I'm a little nervous to say this next one because I don't know how everybody feels about this. Uh, live out loud. But um, Cold Front, self-titled. Oh, okay. Boo. <laughs> um, I feel like they're... It's just, I listen to it all the time. It's cool. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's it, it's kind of on its own there, and, and it stands for itself. Um, okay, I've never heard Cold Front. I hold grudges. Okay. Are, <laughs> oh, are they, okay. They're a New York band? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Queens, okay. right? Queens. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Alex and Nicole, would I like this? No. Uh, I think you would, yeah. Okay. What's it like? Because in my head, Cold Front sounds a little bit like Sub Zero, but that's no. only because of the cold connection. <laughs> to, no, no, it's um, like it's just to, to. No, it oh. sounds like it sounds like uh, Crown of Thorns, Leeway, yeah. shit like that to me. Okay, but not awesome. <laughs> so Do I need to know. I need to know the backstory. Yeah, between, I think but Tom, we, we might be off axe, air, man. maybe. Yeah. Do you want to do a partial axe grind or not? Nah? Well, I mean, I've talked about So remember the whole story of how I missed the breakdown show? Oh, yeah. They're the band that refused to play before us. Oh, those fuckers. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and they called us a bunch of new jacks. So. 
Whoa. Oh, yeah, we weren't. Damn. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. yo, um, I will say this. I'm looking at the Cold Front logo right now. Can you guys steal that for Streets of Hate for the next thing? It's not that different than what you got right now. No, right, no, it's, it's it. not. Yeah. Actually, I, no, like it. I never even thought about that. And I actually but we're think ditching that. that. We're, we're moving on to something yeah. new. Okay, I'm I'm with it. I like that new wave. All right, cold front. I'm I'm I got something to check out after this podcast. I'm excited. Thank you. I'm um, singer you never heard write, The singer used to write by cold front CD on all of the um like phone boots. Oh. Like just by cold front CD. So like me and Justin used to be like milk, bread, cold front CD. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at it. I, I certainly have seen this, and I know the name, but I never listened to it. I'm not gonna lie. Doing a split with everybody gets hurt. Not necessarily the way to get me to check your band out. <laughs> However, that said, I am curious about this, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to GasPoweredRecords.com and order one right now. There um, you go. <laughs> wow, Alex, you're up. Okay. Um... To me, this is the best New York hardcore record to come out in the 90s. And Whoa. it is Madball Set It Off. That was also on my list. Also on my list. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. Like, it has to be. It, 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 it'd be on my list. It's, it's undeniable. It's also a perfect record. Yeah, yeah. No sleeper tracks. Everything's good. Like, I can breeze through this without having to skip anything. It doesn't drag or anything like that. You know what's fucked up? Freddie was like 18. Oh yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Who? Okay, so um, I'm gonna ask this question twofold. In 2020, is there anybody who doesn't like this record? Yes. Who? Haters. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it became well, well, maybe Grind, not though, because I feel the, like people, the grindiest of grindcoremen. Well, that because yeah. I think the basement people have somehow adopted Madball as their own. Yeah, somehow Madball got got like adopted because the second part of this question was going to be, yo, uh, if you if you were a punk, you really weren't fucking with Madball, which I will say, if they listen to the record, I, you know, yo, it's like it's pretty fast, it's like hard, but you know, it's not, it's it's got a lot for somebody who likes who comes from a straight fast hardcore background, you know. Can I tell a funny Madball story? Yes, that's Please, what we're here for. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> this we may want to take this out, but this is I'm a dork, right? So we're going to some show. I'm at some show. We're going into some show at Bond Street, this cafe in in uh, the village, and I'm standing in line going through, and they're patting everybody down. And who's in front of me? But Freddie. Now even then he was gigantic, so he's probably 18 or 9. It was right when this record came out. Yeah. And he goes, these motherfuckers pat me down like I got a fucking Mac 10 on my. He turns around to me. And he goes, these motherfuckers pat me down like I got a Mac 10 up my ass. And I go, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, even, I didn't know how to respond to that. I probably got had, a like, Mac 10 up like, your ass? Totally. Yeah. I got a fucking thugged out Bugs Bunny shirt. For on. sure. Bro, I get it, man. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, what, let's pretend somebody hasn't heard Madball at all, the band. This is the first record you give them? Yeah. 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 Yep. For sure. Yeah, I think so. Although the second record's got some. Hits. I think, I think this is if nobody's heard hardcore. Period. This is the first record I might give them. Whoa! Heavy. For sure. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, One it'll of set them. you on a certain. It'll set off. No pun intended. A set it off. A certain lane. <laughs> okay. And here's a question. 
what's an easier route to hear agnostic front first and then Madball, or to hear Madball and then agnostic front because i kind of feel like if you hear Madball before agnostic front you might think af is just some like eh, it's all right it's not you know what i mean it depends on what era af like 80s like victim and pain like cause for alarm you know Right, because some of the like late '80s, early '90s stuff is where Madball got this from. I know, but I think Set It Off just does it so much better. Like yeah, this is over yeah. the edge, but like <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's probably easier to go from AF to Madball. Yeah. What What do we got, Nicole? What do you think? Do you fuck I with don't AF? Know. <sighs> Nicole's not an AF fan. Alex. Yeah. No, that's Alex, okay because Alex I believe. Be, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm a mad girl. I'm a mad ball girl for sure. I think, yeah, I don't, I no comment. I say, (laughs) I say you gotta go, you gotta listen to AF first, actually, because if you listen to mad ball, you're gonna listen back to AF and be like, oh, this is not good. But if you listen to AF, and that's, and that's how it was for me. And I'll be honest, like, yeah. Like that's like it is for most people. Let's be honest. Yeah. So like for me, listening to AF, like, and I know so like people just ride so hard for them, but like, I I can't I can't. It's just you know I listen for sure. Yeah. I I yeah. have lots of respect for what they do, but it's just not Madball. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. So next, Tom, you're up. No, isn't Alex up? Or you? No, no, you just went. set it off. Yeah, you just yeah. set it yeah. off. Yeah. You set it off. Um, what else do I have on my list? I'm gonna go. Desperate measures leeway. Ooh, sneaker. Oh, was that, I didn't realize that was '90s. I thought that was late '80s. That oh, was actually '91. I think it was recorded. Okay. Well, right, you it, pro- it might have been recorded, but no, yo, I think that's a good one. Let's let's give a little bit of lore. The deal is, Born to Expire is recorded in like '86 or '87, but doesn't come out till '89. Right, mm. and then this one was recorded in '89, I think. It didn't come doesn't out come out till '91, so it's it's a, sort of one of those cool things. Yeah, it, and I think it's one of the latest, like, like it's one of the latest records that people kind of group in with the classic era, like '80s, right? Stuff, but it's really a '90s record. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, cool record. Uh, Tom, do you like it more than Born to Expire? Um, it was my introduction to Leeway. Because I was a kid when it like kind of came out and people, all my friends had it. Um, it might actually be honestly to me. It's not born to expire is like the fucking bible, but I think this is my. I prefer this has better chapters. Okay, to me, yeah. Do either yeah, you guys fuck with Leeway? Love, Love Leeway. Okay. Yeah. okay. Have you ever seen Leeway live? Be great. Yeah. No. Oh God. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't. um, I saw them. I mean, I never saw them with. You know, I've only seen like. You know, the current. uh, Sure. 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 Of leeway. You know. Yeah. Or you know, within the last five to ten years. Yeah. So who knows who was in the band other than Eddie? But. um, (laughs) Yes. Correct. Well. Yeah. But they. I thought they were awesome. I mean, they might. I maybe it was just because it was the first time I was seeing him play those songs live. Yep. Um, but I mean, it was sick to me. It was an interesting. It was an interesting show. That's for sure. All right, set the stage, Nicole. You got a story. This sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I, can, I can hear it. I well, mean, it yeah. was just like. You, 
EGH played. Yeah. Leeway played. And it was, was like, more, what, yeah. what was the venue? It's like in the downstairs. It's super it's fucking Barry small. Electric. Yeah, Everybody's Electric. packed in. Oh. Um, and you got, you know, super young kids. Mm-hmm. Us somewhere towards the middle to lower age range. And then you got, you know... I'm not going to say the O world, O word, but you got some increasing <laughs> age people. So yeah. it was just like, you know, and then you got some mixed in freaks. So it was just an interesting show, needless to say. Like, it wasn't a lot of moshing, but there was a lot of really bad dancing that I would never call moshing. Yeah. But it was sick. Like, you're seeing Leeway. I don't think that if you love that band, which I know I do. That yep. you're gonna have a bad experiencing witness a bad experience witnessing it. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think there's been some horror stories just yeah. where some shit goes whack. But uh I remember um I've seen Leeway a handful of times. The last time I saw him was at a VFW in Brick and me and all my homies are like, Oh, this is so sick. Ah and then I look around and like I'm like, All right, this is cool. This is cool. But I was like, oh, it's only cool because it's me and our, like, 20 friends who all love Leeway because we all, like, got into Leeway from each other uh, going crazy. And, like, otherwise, there's, like, 100 people in this room. Okay, that's fine, you know. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's time I and mean, space. Yeah. I mean, the last time I saw that, like, I saw them in the 90s and they were just, like, insane when he was, like, like a lunatic and he was just, like, one of the best front men, like, ever. But, like, the last time I saw them that I remember being, like, Holy shit, they played, um, it's funny, because it seems like it was last week, but it clearly wasn't. They played CBs. Bad Brains played with John Joseph singing. They did yep. two nights, and they were like, I forget what they were called, like Crow Brains or but whatever. FVK? No, no, no. It was actually, oh, yeah, that's right. FVK yeah. was 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 john's like uh, other thing uh, the regulators deal. they did something yeah they did it. it was it was bad brains with john singing you're totally right, right. They the, did that for a little bit. Is the one that played black and blue ball but they did another right. name back in That's the right. leeway played as like a full like with like the full band mm-hmm. like like michael gibbons aj like jimmy and and Pokey and, and obviously um uh eddie Sutton or whatever yep. literally blew bad brains off the stage True. And I mean, yo, that's the one thing legendary is the uh, the Bad Brains 89 tour with Leeway. Yeah. Where uh, it's like Leeway, the Born to Perspire t shirts. Yeah. Bad Brains were on top of their game on that tour, but Leeway. Leeway handled it and, and like, right. was was keeping pace. So that's that's kind of sick. All it's right. Cool. I like story. that one. Yeah. What's that? It's a sad story. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> We'll we'll get there, but like yeah, I mean, it's you talk about a lot of the hardcore classics, and there's a lot of sad stories. It's a lot of like should have been a contenders, you know, like even even the fucking Brad Brains, man. They should have been. They got the Beastie Boys, they got Nirvana, they got everybody left and right saying, "Yo, this is like the most important band of the past twenty years." They couldn't get out of their own way, you know. Um, hmm. All right, Nicole, you're up next. What do we got? God, I'm fucking scared. Tom's going to, like, beat me up or something. No. <laughs> I'll just um, you for, like, <laughs> um, So I guess uh, Breakdown Blacklisted is going to be next for me. Fuck yeah. Great record. 
Alex likes that, or is he too busy? Is he streaming um, Wicca Phase right now? Or God? No, no, no. I, I definitely, definitely love Blacklisted. We were, we were Nicole and I were talking about this before. Yeah. Before we called in. Um, some days I might like it more than I like '87 demo black, uh, wow. breakdown. Great record. Uh, yeah, it's just so effortlessly cool. If I can like describe it. Yo, I think that's a great way to describe it. I think it goes down really smooth. Um, it's in a not way... too complicated. It's like straightforward, easy to sing along to. Um, heavy, but not like heavy, slow, sick mosh parts. People yeah. go off for them. Um, I love them and I love seeing them to this day. Yeah. And this record, honestly, the song blacklisted as an opener into this the tracks are, it's like uh it's it's a very awesome record okay and yeah, I'm all in. this 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 might yeah and this might make my my top 10 of the 90s it's right it's if it's not it's hovering it's a great pick yeah very, thank very you pick. all right alex all right next for me is floor punch flat uh fast times at the jersey shore okay uh personal favorite love it um yeah Tom and Nicole, any feelings? Is this the go-to, or is, or is Twin Killings the Twin Killings? Twin Killings is the demo in the seven-inch, and you oh, have okay. a camp of people who are with that. Um, you want my opinion? Is that Fast Times is faster, and it's the fastest, like straight-edge hardcore record that is that that people ride for. Like, you know, there's a lot of like thrashy stuff that's straight by straight edge bands blah 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 all that stuff but like floor punch took their demo and their seven inch and we're like yeah we love new york hardcore we love breakdown we love the chromags we love raw deal but we also love straight ahead but we're not going to write a record that sounds like straight ahead but what if we took the stuff we were doing and then just went faster and that's not something you see as a move from a lot of bands when they go from a demo in seven inch to an lp most right. bands slow it down you know i that's think that's an interesting one of the take yeah, I think that's one of the things that people underrate about Floor Punch and that when bands try to sound like Floor Punch, they fuck up because they don't go fast. Mm. Floor Punch Floor Punch on that LP are going real fast. There's some really quick songs on there and I think as an LP, like I don't know if it tracks in at like 18 minutes. It's it's short. Right. Yeah. What do you it, Alex, do you like it better than the demo in the 7-inch? Yes, I do. Um, overall, it's I, I like it more, but the uh, clear is my favorite floor punch song, and it's not on this record. It's on that one. So, so but let me get. Je- let me, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, I do like Fast Times more than the other the other stuff. Okay, so here, let me give this to you. Uh, minute fifteen, minute thirty, forty eight seconds, fifty six wow. seconds, minute twelve. No exceptions is two eleven. Uh, 102, 133, 58, 138, 108, 125, 57, 203, 56, minute 16. Wow. Two songs over two minutes. Uh, what do we got? One, two, three songs, four songs, one, two, three, five songs under a minute. That's wild. So, so, and I, that's the thing. People don't talk about it. Short songs, fast songs. Um, yeah, I, I love Fast Times. I was at the boardwalk the night they were taking pictures for the back of the LP. Um, and it was funny. 
and uh, call out to those dudes. We were at the boardwalk every night, every night, and we didn't see those dudes. But we saw them that night, <laughs> and ah. they took some cool pictures. Um, so shout out <laughs> to them. Um, great pick. One of my favorite records in the 90s, too. Tom, hit us. All right, I'm going to go for one that I'm probably going to be alone on this. Maybe not. 108, Threefold Misery. Mm. Really good. There on my the band is on my list, but not that record. You going oh. song separation? No, don't yeah, don't. don't. Oh, he's told. <laughs> I was waiting for the tease. Yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, right. oh no. it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy name, like. Okay, so here's here's what we can say. The song "Holy Name" is awesome, right? Yes. Um, everything about "Holy Name" makes me want it to be my favorite 108 record, but it's not. No. And uh, also, do you remember Holy Name when it was first put out? It was all on one track. Yeah, it sucked. It was really, really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the vinyl was odd too. I can't totally remember, but I I actually bought Holy Name on vinyl before I had the CD, and uh, I remember it being kind of funky. Um, Threefold Misery is the 108 record that I'm like, oh, this is totally palatable to a kid who likes heavier or more like metal core or heavier just heavier hardcore leaning stuff um and and absolutely the record and the record that i introduced people to the band and like maybe if someone wanted to hear 90s metallic hardcore one of the first five records i'd give them wow yeah i think that's fair Uh, for sure all right nicole i like it i love 108 um you know, getting to see them was huge for me. I was never really ever into 108, but Alex's whole family is like huge 108 fans. Um, and we all actually went to go see 108 together. Um, so they're kind of a band that grew on me a lot, and I respect everything that they do, and I, and I love them. Where was the show? Um, we went to actually two of them, didn't we? Yeah, um, the one that we went to with my parents and my siblings was in. Um, it was at some like. No, it, it was Jersey? in uh, it was in Jersey at like yeah. it was like a yeah yeah. A DIY it looked place. like an art center or something, yeah. kind of like yeah, a rec center. To New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I've never been there before. That had some good coffee down the street though. Right, and they, it, it was like an old bank that they turned into like a DIY art center. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's pictures of me in the vault. That's that's the only. Part <laughs> of <it. laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I can remember this. 108 for me they i i've talked about this like there was i I wanted to like more metallic hardcore but there was most of it didn't really hit me but 108 was the one that i hit and kind of because of the bad production on holy name and song separation i uh i kind of fucked with it and it sank into me but i would listen to the records and i remember like i had those records from very young and then would listen to them over and over and eventually it kind of clicked so they were kind of a grower on me too the record right. that that was more and i'll be i'll be honest the first time i heard threefold misery i got it right away like i was like oh this is cool like they figured shit out the production's better the songwriting was type tighter the songs were actually heavier and uh, it worked a little better. So shout out to right. one of them. Do you think for you, like, that they kind of broke through because, like, some of your OGs were, like, ride for Rob? No, for, because... For, be- for Vic, too? 
Uh, no, because half of them don't ride for Rob, and and oh, all, yeah, and I don't like like Jeff definitely rides for Rob, but I, I was pretty into 108 before I even met any of those guys. Oh, okay. Got it, um, got it, got it. And Vic, Vic's such a polarizing character. I've yeah. Oh, yeah. Heard really good things and really bad things. Not you know from from all different angles. So um, fascinating people. Weird. Hardcore draws weirdos. What a what a story. <laughs> um, okay, Nicole, you're up. Um, okay, so Life of Agony, um, and it's going to be River Runs Red for me, even though I love Ugly, and I was like going back and forth between the two, but you know, the one that resonated to me the most was River Runs Red, and then I kind of came back to Ugly like later on, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like I feel one of those records that hardcore was hardcore was so cool because you learned so much kind of about life when you're when you're a kid through sometimes music and life of agony was that like band for me that was like super you know emotional and talked about real shit and i'm emo as fuck so i love that <laughs> I, I co-sign this one respect yeah i respect it i, I do really like i do uh, is life of agony your favorite band of all time me top five that record 100 oh, wow. yeah i i mean it's definitely up there for me too i, I mean, uh, from I, brooklyn you know like yeah i i like the song river runs ride quite a bit um quite a good yeah. reach sky cover have you ever heard the blacklisted cover of it amazing really good yeah alex how much do you like life of agony oh i love them um this like river runs red and ugly i love probably Equally, I mean, I know River Runs wow. Red is like the cla- the classic one, but honestly, yeah. I think Ugly is my personal favorite one. Um, what ugly is the shit. What is the difference between River Runs Red and Ugly? If you had to to point it out, um, yeah, Ugly is more like leaning into like the uh, alt rock world. Like, if you yeah, love singing le- and pretending like you have a good voice. Yes. You fuck with ugly. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good still, in the car by yourself band. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm belting that shit out. I think I'm like Diana Ross or something. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. 
Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Wonderful, man. Um, All right, Alex, you're up. Okay. Um, next is Crown of Thorns, Train Yard Blues. Cosign. Cosign. Not on my list, but like number 11. I didn't want to make our list too similar, but. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Tom, does, does Train Yard Blues make your 10 or is it right outside? Uh, I would make my 10. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. Um, Crown of Thorns, sell them to a fast, hardcore kid, Alex. Okay. Um, who is who is? Let me give the perspective. They're saying Crown of Thorns. You mean that Danny Diablo dude? That dude who was in Scarhead? That dude who was in uh, what was this thing after that? Well, whatever. Um, that yeah. that rap metal. Uh, Crown of Thorns with a Z. Uh, I don't know. Sell All right. It. So here's the, here's the thing about Crown of Thorns. First off, um, I'm a new Scarhead fan. I recently um, started listening to Kings at Crime, and it's started amazing. punishing me. You mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, just a good New York hardcore record. We don't have to get into it, but love it. You just um, like because it's KAC sounds like your last name. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. But um, Crown of Thorns, like prior to me um, actually ever listening to them, I did have that um, perception of them being like a overly heavy. Um, you know, maybe like yeah. thugged out band, but they're really not that. I mean, really they, not. They are. They are, I guess, based upon you know who by, is in the uh, band. Uh, yeah, by um, police record. Yeah, sure. Perception, yeah. maybe. Um, which I mean is is something that's appealing about them to me, just because it adds to like the whole mystique behind the band. You know, um, but good word. They um, <laughs> they really they really just sound like burn or leeway to me in reality. I think that's not that's not a bad place. I think if they you also go off, like, emo as fuck version, too. Yeah, they are. Um, Train Yard Blues is the record to check for them. Um, if you are listening to this and you're more of the fast hardcore persuasion, I was that person who was like Crown of Thorns with a Z, the dude from Scarhead. So I didn't listen to it for a solid 15, maybe more years. Uh, And then I heard it, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, And that's Dijon, right? Right, yeah. So if you like the Breakdown Blacklisted record, same Mm -hmm. dude. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and there's some cool guitar stuff going on there. There's a lot of different different stuff. And, like, major respect to Ezek, because I actually think, like, lyrical content's cool and fun and, like... He writes about the comic. He writes about comic books. Yeah, Juggernaut. I mean, <laughs> somehow it's like um, the lyrics are honest, sincere, but then also sort of self-aware and in a way like he doesn't have to be overly sensitive or overly serious on every track. It's it's a cool record to check, and if you're someone like me who prefers '80s New York hardcore to '90s, I do think this is one of the records I'm like worth a check to see how the whole thing evolved into you know like it's probably in the top five new york hardcore records that i'd say if you're more into 80s shit go give this a try and see if you can rock with it yeah 
Yeah, it's pretty raw. That's one of my favorite things about it too. It's like, like you kind of yeah. said, he's not trying to be tough in every song. He will write. He was writing lyrics about comic books and other things. I mean, it's just a cool album. It's you know, it's rough, it's raw, and it's cool. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it because it's raw on a lot of different levels. Um, all right, uh, Tom, you're up. I'm up. All right, I'm gonna go for one. I don't know if this. Yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna preface it. We're gonna. You know what, Nicole? We're gonna live our lives. We're, we're gonna live our lives. Let's you know live what? out loud. I got your back, no matter what. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite records, and probably my favorite heaviest, my favorite heavy record, Master Killer from Marauder. Mm. Hell yeah. Tom, would this fall on the list of for people who are more into '80s New York hardcore, but like saying, "Hey." You got to check out five records from the '90s. Would Marauder, Master Killer make that list? Yeah, for New York hardcore. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I can see that because most of those dudes got into metal. Definitely. Yes. yes. I wanted to put it on my list, but I didn't want to have repeaters. You know. No, of course, of course. But no, I, mean, I talk about it way too much. I, I defer to Nicole. I'd like to hear her or or Alex their thoughts on it. Hit us, Master Killers. Alex. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I talk too much. Alex, you go. All right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, it's not on my top 10. It, it was probably in the top 15. If I uh, there, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like I wouldn't say if somebody likes 80s hardcore or 80s New York hardcore, they should listen to this, honestly. No. Like, if, you, if you didn't like – if you liked, like, Killing Time, you don't think this would be like, oh, okay. No, nah, I mean – Maybe like the demo, not Master Killer though. Master Killer is more like to me. If some if, if someone's like in the '90s, they're into like Sepultura or something along those lines. I'd be like, "Yo, if you want to check out something that's like that, but more hardcore, you should listen to this." Hmm. I love Marauder. Um, they're definitely like if I want to, you know, work out really hard at the gym, I'm putting on Marauder. Um, <laughs> I think that it's just a it's just a great album i mean i i love it i love marauder i didn't want to be too redundant but i think it's a great album for sure alex i'm getting the sense this is a divide for you you're not are you not all in camp marauder no i i love marauder this record is it was definitely very close to my my top 10 but it's just not quite there Um, you go marauder or all out war to scratch your metalcore itch oh um That oh uh, was that's, so. That's a biased good, question. That was so well, good, Nicole. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> if um, there'd be no all out war without Marauder, so I guess you'd have to say Marauder. Yeah. Tom, is this the best Marauder recording? Um, yeah, yeah. I love the demo, but it's also time and place. This is like a perfect fucking. I don't love this type of music, and I only really fuck with All Out War and Marauder and Hundred Demons. But like, I think the, those three are the, the the fucking the Trinity. Other than everything else is pales. We ain't wrong about that. You know what I'm did saying? you um did you like Five Deadly Venoms Marauder, or was that like? Um, I thought it was okay. That was a a um, a demo recording that wasn't meant to be released. Right. Um, but my buddy Mike that played in Candiria was played on that record, but like that was like kind of like a like hey, this is what we're working on, and they sent it to like whatever Century Media, and then Century Media 
I mean, I'm sure Marauder fucked around and didn't have whatever. And so Central Media just was like, well, there you go. And they released that. So it was like an incomplete thought. But I thought there were some good songs in there. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely... You're like, what? I like that last Marauder record. God is I? Yeah. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, the lyrics are bad compared to the earlier stuff, but it's fucking hard. I think it's great. True. I skip skip brutality. I gotta be honest with you, if we're being honest. (laughs) Oh, true. Uh, I forgot. I honestly forget about that record. (laughs) I think most people would like to. Is there anyone... Oh, oh, real quick on Marauder. Is there anyone who who is a Marauder like head who isn't picking Master Killers that are number one recording. I bet you there's some people out there that want to seem cool. <laughs> and are going like Demo or Eddie Sutton Demo? People go Eddie Sutton Demo and you're on drugs. <laughs> I do love I love that demo though. I mean it's not the same but I do love it. Would you put that above the minus demo or Master Killer? No. Exactly. It's good. It's not fucking either of those. I mean, to me, Jorge's the best Marauder singer. But oh, 100%. <laughs> All right, Nicole, take us take us away. Let's go. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um so I'm going to go super touch the Earth is flat. Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. Um On Alex your own. <laughs> I know I, I'm in I, I'm not in my top 10 but I do really like this record got it young um, what do you like Wait, about Tom, it Nicole? you don't like super touch no wow really wow I find it so boring wow okay interesting uh, Nicole what do you like about super touch everything um there I mean I think that they kind of like stand where I how I feel about only living witness Mm-hmm. Like, just really groovy, but also heavy, um, strong vocals. Uh, I love everything about that record. Alex and I listen to it all the time, still, always. Um, yeah, the first record I, I I remember getting it and being like young because I got it young. Like, there's a good chance I heard I owned a Super Touch record. I owned that Super Touch record before I owned a judge record um and like before i really listened to judge i listened to super touch and it kind of i remember being confused but liking it and there were a few tracks that really stood out um i get it when there's people like there's a lot of people who are like yo super touch one track band you know Mm. um searching for the light but for me the lp is really cool um i love it it's hard to it's not a record I recommend to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to, you have to send up little flags for me to say like, Oh, you should check this record out. It's like a secret. I think there should be an earth is flat secret fan club mm-hmm, where, for sure. like, where it's just like, Kyrie Irving got, runs it. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's sending, he's like, do you really think the universe is real? Um, <laughs> that ain't round. Come on. But but I I think that this fly is cool. Uh Alex, any thoughts on Earth is flat? You fuck with it? Oh yeah, I love it. Um I mean I didn't I didn't I've always loved um Super Touch pretty much since I first heard them. But when I first heard them, I think I heard like the the WMYU set or like the seven Ooh. inch 
So comparing that stuff to the earth is flat, I, I was like, Oh, this is like a a weird later era record that, you know, I'm just never going to like, cause it, it's just a different thing. Yeah. But listening back, it's, it's not, I mean, I grew to, to love it, um, for different reasons, you know? Yo, Tom. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my effort to sell you on this. What was the? I'm gonna check out Cold Front, and um, who knows if I'll like it? Well, I'll give it a try. <laughs> Tom, don't do that on my account. <laughs> no, no, not on your account, but but on, on Nicole's account. This is like a okay. pay it forward thing. Sure. Super Touch live on NYU. Time. Okay. One, New York City. Two, there. I think Super Touch is mostly New York folks. <laughs> Three, it's live on NYU. You have a you you got some love for live on NYU. I definitely do. Four, it's recorded on St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And Mark Ryan's is, like shouting it out. He's like he's yeah. he's about it. Um, five, it's by far their most hardcore, and it might it's one of the better sounding NYU's from like that era. So, nice. so give I mean, it I've, a try. I've listened to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll re- I promise I'll revisit the LP and that. Okay, the LP is definitely something else, but I fuck with it. Um, the song <laughs> "What If?" How do you feel? Oh fuck! Um, all right, it's all right. This- I like. I love looking back. Era bold. Yep. How close is this to that? Would you say? There's some parallels, certainly. Um, okay. But. There's some parallels, and it's more melodic. Like, you know what? If you're in the mood for moody, alty, indie, early 90s stuff, but also a, a, but also a little hardcore. Like, like okay. I'm thinking, I'm th- like, like, if Sam I Am's a little too poppy, and like, oh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, like seaweed? Yeah, like if seaweed's just a little too cleaned up, and you're like, man, let me let me get something a little bit grimier. Uh, go for the Super Touch LP when you're in that zone. It's, if okay. you're looking for hardcore, like like true fucking New York hardcore, mm, it's hard to put this here <clears throat> just because it's for such sure. a different thing. I, I fuck with it heavy. It's it's truly one of the weirdest hardcore records that I think is really out there. Right. I mean, mind you, I've listened to it. A bunch, and I believe it. I believe have it. I've seen them. It just never really kind of hit me as much as like so many people are like, dude, that's like one of the best New York bands. Yeah, it just never I, really hit me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I always revisit it. I love it. Um, it's just, you know, it stands out to me. Yeah, and the, this is not one I try to sell people to. Just because I love it, it's it's really good. Okay. But I also, it's 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 so weird. It's either so. you like it or you don't. Yeah. Kind of thing, right, you know? right. Yeah. There's the definitely not. Yeah. yeah there's not there's a lot of middle. Wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, you're up. How many more we got? We got a few more. Oh yeah. We're mm-hmm. just doing uh, nine. We're gonna we're gonna save the next list for uh, another episode. Maybe we'll record later this week. Sure. Okay. Okay. Next for me is this is kind of a uh, oddball one, but I want to see if you guys have anything to say about it. Um, shift spacesuit. Love shift. Oh, I Dude, love shift yeah. too. I, had a I was nervous what you were gonna say. How can you beat me up and not Alex? <laughs> no, I do love. I love. I actually love all the that EP, and then that EP on on Equal Vision, that LP on Equal Vision. I even like the Get In record. 
Oh, so do I. Yeah, I was having yeah. this conversation with, um, with Kyle, Nyland, and I. Shout out. We're watching uh, Shift live videos the other night, and we were just oh, like, wow. I, I don't think anybody really big ups this band or even really they, is aware of them. They didn't go anywhere back then. Yeah, no, I think, and I think that's probably why. Um, but their whole catalog is pretty listenable and pretty good. I mean, I, I like everything. Um, even if even you like can you said, get the, your hands. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, even like the uh, the major label record, if it was on a major, I think it was. But yeah, it was, even that it one's was. good. Yeah. Okay, I haven't heard Shift since 1998. Tell me why I should check out this record. Is Quicksand too heavy? Then let me give you Shift. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the same wheelhouse, I'd say for sure. Okay, and you're saying spacesuits the record? Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. I mean, it's like um, into another and quicksand and all that era stuff all yeah. in one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also more, more like on the emo side of things at times yes. too. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think honestly, um, I think the new higher power record reminds me of this band a lot um, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. So if you like that, you should definitely be listening to this. I think those I guys, those guys are influenced by this band. Um, so. Wow. That's a very that's a interesting. Good, uh, oh yeah, that's a good modern comp. Okay, comparison. Power to shift. Hey, real quick, Spotify, Spotify shakedown. Shift. Guess the monthly listeners. Six hundred. One hundred two. Nine hundred sixty-nine. Uh, wow. Into another. Guess the monthly listeners. Into another. Thirty-five hundred. Twenty. Th- Twenty. Twenty. Twenty thousand. <laughs> Twenty thousand. Okay. Alex, what's your guess? I'm going to say, like, 2,500. Uh, 1,900. Quicksand. Quicksand, what's the monthly listeners? 65. I'm going to go 80. Like 80,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 10,000. 59,000. Ooh. Wow. All right. What about Respect. that scope? Yo, that's uh, shouts to the goat. Um, that's right. Yeah. Uncle Wally. Uh, Alex, you have to find the uh, the shift demos. Oh, they sound like bulldoze. Like, I'm sorry, because it, it sounds like bulldoze. Well, one does. Yeah. And the bass, there's a part, there's a mosh riff that he goes, a mosh call that he goes. What you gonna do when I take out your whole crew? Wow. Well, what are you gonna do? I mean, that guy probably nothing. But uh, <laughs> but then there's a demo after that when they go. Full, then they, they become the shift that. I think it's called Turnbuckle. Is the record? Yeah, Turnbuckle. Yeah. Is is that the one that's the the more like the shift as we've come to know? Yeah, I think the first one that's more like New York hardcore sounding has the graffiti on the front, and the yeah. Turnbuckle's the like the more alt rocky like transition yes. type. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit all those records. And I'm good looking call. at the shift promo photo that's on Spotify, and picturing any one of these individuals because I can't tell who the singer is saying. Uh, I'm gonna take out your whole crew. Feels really unrealistic, but the bass player <laughs> said it. Okay, it might, it might, yeah. So I think the the there's a they ended up having uh, a dr- the drummer of Hole played for them at one point, or she went on to play in Hole or something like that. Uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and and Motley Crue. Right. Yeah. So I, I just learned that the other day too. Yeah, she big, was in them for forever. She was great. Big spinning uh, drum kit shoes to fill. So, um, yeah. I mean, shocker. I cannot tell you how many people in my age group would just go and like fawn over 
Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Like, it was like, oh my god. But were they like, so, all right, you saw, did they, I assume they played New York a bunch, like, at uh, the time. Um, would people go out and see them, or were they kind of always like a whatever, nobody really cares type band? I mean, I think they were like main support on some cool shit. Um, yeah. I saw them like at like Irving Plaza with Garden Variety and Into Another, and it was like probably half full. But then, yeah. like, they would pack out, they would do well, like, they were like a Wetlands, Coney Island High level band. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. My memory was they were totally in the, like, that quicksand vein, the post hardcore vein, but they were all, they were just like, also ran, never was. Like, it was just, they just never quite got up the hill. Yeah. I mean, they got signed, but, like, yeah, it never kind of, it never never came together. No. Okay. Uh, Tom, you're up. Um, Let's see. I feel all of my other ones are going to be all like I'm going to be all by myself here. Oh, uh, my myself. All right. One of my favorite, favorite, now this is aging me, my favorite 90s records is In This Defiance by Strife. Mm. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Have you ever listened to it? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like it's the perfect like mixture of like super fast and Mosh. Respect. Alex, how Alex, do you feel about Yeah. No, nah, you yeah, you can keep that one. I'm good. Is I'm it because they're sellouts or you just never liked it? <laughs> no, I, I see I, I I didn't like I mean, you know, everyone likes Blistered the track, you know. Like that's yeah. the one song that I like from them, but I never like their records just never really did it for me. Um and then when I started seeing them live, it, I was really I was just out the door, you know. Really? At that point, I think they're great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, mean, know, I didn't a, see it. Yeah. There's so many people who would who this is on the top of their '90s lists. Yeah. Um, so you know. Um, For sure. When when I've heard Strife randomly, um, in the past five years. I haven't been offended by it in any way. I think I might have listened to it for some activity and was like, oh, this is significantly better than I remembered because when, when I listened to it in the 90s as a teen, I was not with it. But there's some, there's some superficial reasons for that too. Um, but uh, yeah, this doesn't hit my top 10 list. But like, Tom, I think you found the only three people you could have a, a, a Skype party with who, who would push back in this way. So, oh, right. So. For sure. I could get one person on my side. Yeah, you're, you're not in this alone. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll text, text Lennon from EcoStrike and he'll, he'll start ranting for us. Um, <laughs> all right, so Nicole, you're up. There. there you go. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Death Threat Last Days. <sighs> Good pick. Yeah. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, am I crazy because this is my favorite Death Threat record? No. No, nah, I think that's that's the right the right thing. There There's a lot, a lot of people who go peace and security. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I love I love peace and security, but I think last days is is where it's at. Peace and security, I think, is a little easier to swallow. Uh huh. Yeah. The, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. The recording so. quality is better on piece. Yeah. Last days is pretty raw. That's why I like it. <laughs> I love that. I love that robot voice. It's so weird and it it's just so, fits. what a voice. What a decision. Yeah, it's great. It makes re- no sense, but it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got into that at a weird time, but I really, I, I still listen to it and, and really like it. Um, I fuck with Death Threat Heavy. Shout well, out I'm glad. I'm a Death uh, Threat fam. I read a review of Last Days in an old zine recently that Chris Weinblad wrote, and it said, um, if Chain of Strength had Hatebreed-style mosh parts, um, and I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that's what I hear, but it's a good description of Death Yo, Threat. Yo, let, so. let me put this out there. Yeah. That's not the only Death Threat Connecticut review I had that specifically mentions Chain of Strength. Mm-hmm. And I never once heard that, but no. okay, you know. No. Um, shout I mean, out. The Hate Breed makes sense because it's bolder. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. Shout out Trip Machine. Shout out Chris Weinblad. He's, yep. uh, shout out Chrissy. Yeah. King of the HV. Un- un- Uncle Trips. <laughs> Tom, should we have him on? Should we have him on one of the Corona? uh, Yeah, Grandpa Trips. Should we have him on one of the Corona virus episodes? Should he be on overtime? I mean, we could because we can hang up if he gets too uh, too wild. Uh, Oh, maybe we invite. All right, you know what? We might invite him for the next call, the next list. Yeah, as long as I'm not on that call. Oh, you don't want to be on? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I love Chris. You need to be on sometimes. Oh, you know. It'll just be Nicole, Chris, and you two. I'll I'll just be a spectator on that <laughs> you're one. You're gonna you're gonna go sit in the bathroom and mute for the whole time. <laughs> It'll just be me and Chris criticizing each other it for would be kind of 45 amazing, minutes. Though, to have to hang up on him, like that would be like real. <laughs> that would be like Twitter. Like it would be pretty hot. We might have to stage that. Okay, <laughs> we're working on it. We, we're like, working. Hey, on fuck it. you! I don't want to hear another story about him, and then just hang up on him. He's got really good stories. Oh, I know. He hung out with some oh, yeah. and lived with some very strange people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, next, <laughs> who's it, Alex, you're up. Um, am I up or do we skip Nicole? Nicole, no, just, Nicole no I just said that. You've been oh, not yes, paying okay, attention sorry. to your wife? Come on, man. I got lost in the trip machine bullshit. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, this one... <laughs> All out war shrugs. those who are crucified. No, not not out of shrugs. Sorry. All out war those who are crucified. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they. It's just the best. I don't know. To me, uh, like as far as this style of hardcore goes, it's like the ultimate, the ultimate record, the ultimate um, like time for uh, that band and yeah. the Hudson Valley. Um, like this was like the first, the first band from here that was probably like you know, mattered to anybody outside of like the tri-state area, you know, that's also on my list. It wasn't on my list, but I back it. Like this is, this is like one B to Marauder to Massacre one A for me for this style. Um, where does this fall? Like what year does this record come out? 98. Yeah. 98. So could it be like, uh, Master Killer, for those who are crucified, and um, what's the, the Stigmata pro- record? Oh, him oh. for the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that a is that a holy tri- trinity of uh, New York to New York State um, heavy metal hardcore madness? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty on point. Super dirty, a lot of a lot of dirty dudes doing dirty stuff. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Whoa! Is that rough? Teacher? No. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, I Um, get where you're going with it. 
just grimy. I'm not saying right. the people don't are dirty. Literally. I'm saying grimy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, for sure, for sure. I'm on like some some meta shit here. It's like a, it's grimy <laughs> music for grimy <laughs> people. But like, wow. They, 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 you trying to say the Hudson Valley is grimy? That's I'm saying good. the Hudson Valley is gritty as hell. <laughs> I've been to Newburgh. Yeah, Newburgh, Poughkeepsie. This Shout is Poughkeepsie out. metal right here. Yeah. This is yeah. street metal. This is real street metal. <laughs> that is um, all right. Alex, sell All Out War to me. Sell this record to me. Oof. Um, yeah. Tough. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, I don't know. Like, if hardcore kids try to sound like Slayer. Okay. Which Slayer record, though? I feel uh, like it's Rain South of Heaven, not, not Rain and Blood. I was, uh, either one. If it's Rain and Blood, let's talk. If it's South of Heaven. <sighs> um, but, you know, there's people, you know, like, you know, y'all don't know me. Y'all, y'all good. Um, Tom, what yeah. you got? Oh, am I uh, my next pick? You're up. Oh, man. What am I going for here? I'm looking at my list. Everyone's going to make fun of me for all of them, pretty much. Uh, I don't think you caught any shade yet. Oh, no. You caught some shade on that strife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm trying to make up for that. <laughs> um, um, all right. For me, I'm going to go Unbroken Life, Love, Regret. <laughs> We're doing LPs, right? Not, a, not necessarily yeah, seven. Fine. Yeah. Like, for the most part, it's been mostly LPs. I had that thought when I was trying to put together my list because there was a bunch of like EPs I would include, but it, it's, it's it's tough. So yes. uh, unbroken life, love, regret. Yes, Alex and Nicole, go in. Um, it's cool. I like it. Definitely not near my top ten. AC um, definitely a good, important '90s hardcore band um, of the like new age uh, circle of bands. They're on new age, right? Yep. Yeah, um, they're probably my favorite um, of like this era. You know, obviously, um, like turning actually, turning points probably my favorite. But you know, they're close to it. Um, sure, but they're not. Yeah, they're not in my top ten either. Do you think ever, Tom, that this band's influence and overshadows the quality? How much like? The influence this record yes. has overshadows yes. how much you actually like this record. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I this think, is cited by a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Life Loves Regret is like so easy and kind of it's perfect. Like just as like something to remember. Mm-hmm. I think aesthetically and musically too. I mean, m- musically, the bands they impacted impacted a full bunch of people after that. So yes. like, people don't even realize that like. You're just kind of doing unbroken. You know what I mean? Uh, For sure. And I think, you know, bands like American Nightmare don't happen without unbroken. Sure. No, and I mean, we talk about that. We talk about sonically that, but also lyrically, they had a pretty big influence on on a lot of the 90s stuff that was to come. So 90s and 2000s. So, yes. Okay. Nicole, you up? How many? I think we're getting towards the end here. How many you got left on your lists? I got four, but I mean, I'm, I didn't really keep track. Nicole, How many do you I have? Also have four. I, have I have four. I have two. Left, yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's do two more, everybody. Okay. okay. I have into another. Ignore us. Oh, on my also on my list. Yep, also on, on my mine. list. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, cool. I can't be mad. Um, is, is it your? So that's your favorite into another record. Probably. Yeah. I would have to say so. I mean, I I enjoy almost all of it, but this one is just 
I always go back to it. I always play it first. I enjoy listening to it the most, I think. I think it's this and Seamless for me. Um, I think this record might be... No, it's Seamless is my number one, but this record's number two because they're starting to get a little weirder and more melodic. And like I think they're kind of keying in what they can do really well. Mm. But, I mean... I think underrated is some of the heaviness of the first couple into another records, like yeah. creepy yeah. EP self titled. Yeah. Like there's some there's some like heavy shit going on there. I love um, it. Your is, are running into walls. <laughs> I I literally would. No, I, I love running into walls. Uh, what, what we got? Two snowflakes is on this one. There's some good yeah, tracks yeah. on this. Someone's getting married yeah. to that song. <laughs> yeah, somebody's crying. I was having a seance. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you can reference <laughs> having a seance on a hardcore record, I'm in. Um, this definitely sure. definitely was on the like super experimental side. I remember the way to, they described it uh, in promos was Rush meets the Bad Brains, and uh, not wrong. <laughs> yo, it's not too far off. Somehow it works. I the my favorite into another song is the song Locksmith and Lawyers. Uh, yeah. So fucking good, seamless. Fuck. Um, I think. Have has ever, have you guys heard Alex and Nicole? I, Tom, I'm betting you've heard it, but maybe you haven't. Have you guys heard the Into Another Record Soul Control? No. Yes. No. Okay. It's it's electronic music. And that why would it, what, did Hollywood go like go under? Is that why they didn't release it? What happened? Hollywood went under. Hollywood owned the masters, and it. I think the band actually broke up. Before, well, the band breaks up. They, they record the record, but the band breaks up, and then um, it never comes out. So that's so wild. Yeah. Um, very a very weird listen. Not mandatory listening, but uh, certainly unique space for Richie Underdog's career. Were they under? Were they under? Um, were they bef- like before ahead of the curve with the whole electronica thing? Maybe they, yeah. I mean, in in this space, sure. What's what gets <clears throat> kind of lost in the sauce is that uh, Richie was living in California at this time. I think he was like sort of in some pretty interesting circles with interesting creative people and sure. interesting famous people. Interesting. And I, yeah, interesting is right. And I think that there was some different influences going on. And I mean, that dude's a a, a weird creative guy into all types of music. I don't know that Soul Control landed, but I'm very curious. Had it gotten mass release, like similar to how the Ink and Dagger electronic records kind of went over like a loud fart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been similar to that. Where could I? Could, is that on like YouTube or something? Can I? Can I'm sure. To? I bet you could find it on YouTube. I'll, right. I'll look right now. Um, I'll give it a shot. Alex, what was the, What did you think the first time you heard Into Another Soul Control? Um, honestly, I probably only listened to it one time and then kept it moving. Um, yeah. it, it, it that's the right impulse. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, I mean, I had like a, I had a download of it and then, yeah, like I said, I listened to it and then it just sat in my iTunes library and I never went back to it and I still probably haven't listened to it in like 10 years, but ignore us though. Um, and just so you know, it is on YouTube. It's an hour and 12 minutes long time. So, uh, um, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, okay. My ain't that long. <laughs> Alex, you're up. Okay. Um, next one is a weird one, but it is um, 
similar to two of the other ones I had on this list. Uh, it is the handsome self-titled record. Mm. So I'd put that in the same wheelhouse as like quicksand and shift probably. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm going to back him on that 100%. Tom, where are you at with handsome? I do love handsome. I, for some reason they fall outside the hardcore purview to me as compared to the quicksand. I don't, and I don't know why. I thought yeah. that too. I thought it might be a little too like alt rocky for the list, but I figured you know it's got... mo- there's no mosh parts. Ah, there's mosh parts in there. To me, there's... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But there's no quicksand mosh parts in there. <laughs> nah, nah, you're you're right on that. I mean, it's a great the, record though. In the broad sense of hardcore and hardcore Jace, I think we can. We, We'll allow it, you know. Um, Making a favorite '90s with without including like sub genres of hardcore was very hard. Really tough. There's just he wouldn't let me do some, and the fact that he added in like shift and handsome, I was surprised. But I was like, oh, what were you thinking? Uh, I really I love Hole. I wanted to put Hole on there, but he was like, that's not hardcore, man. I mean, handsome handsome is more hardcore than Hole. Okay, I mean, we'll agree to disagree. I do. Mm-hmm. I I fuck with whole heavy. I, I do mean, I love whole. It's not, it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> strictly in the purview, and it's hard. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll parse things later. It's tough. All right. It's yeah. tough. Tom, what you got? Oh, it's my turn. It yeah. is. All right, I got nothing that anyone's gonna back me on. Fuck it. Um, fuck it. Bob might back me on this. I'm going with Lifetime Jersey's best dancers. Oh yeah, I will back you on that. What do you guys think, Hudson Valiers? I used to love that band, mm-hmm. um, but now I listen to it and I cringe. Oh wow! Yeah. I well, uh. Say what you really feel. <laughs> that was like way easier than you crushing me before. <laughs> Alex, which, Alex, hit us! Hit us! So good. I uh, I never got into this band. I mean, it uh, the vocals are like so obviously. I heard Newfound Glory before I heard Lifetime, and the vocals sure. always reminded me of Newfound Glory. So, and I mean, I like Newfound yeah. Glory, but if I want to listen to that, I'll just listen to them and not Lifetime. So that's that's right. Yeah. yeah, but I I honestly think that if they they hold like a certain time and place, like for me, yeah. like me and my best friend growing up, we love that band so much, and we. We were ride or dies, so I can't talk shit about them. It's just like, not that I, I shouldn't say I cringe when I listen to them. It's just like, I could never listen to an album from front to back now. Okay. Really? Because hey, that was... record's so quick. Yeah, it is. I guess, I guess maybe much. I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll revisit it. <laughs> Yo, Nicole, yeah. I was waiting for you to hit us with some like real heavy thing. Like, ah, I used to really like it, but then I graduated elementary school. No, real music. I was waiting. No, like, um, it really hurt my feelings. No, uh, I like Tom too much to be that mean. True. Jersey's best dancers or are um, Hello Bastards. Hello Bastards. I go Jersey's best dancers. Honestly, I'll agree. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I do too. But for me, I, 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 I heard Jersey's Best Dancers first, and I always thought it was better than Hello Bastards. And then I eventually did a dive and, and kind of like absorbed Hello Bastards more and enjoy it more. But, but right. like Jersey's Best Dancers, I think, is a better record. It's more concise. Um, you know, if, if anybody wants these lifetime floor punch parallels, here's another band from New Jersey 
who, as their career went on, they got faster and faster. So That's um, true. Take, take that for what it is. Um, <laughs> little like bit of difference in sound. In <laughs> What's that? There's another parallel in there. Oh, sure. There's a ton. Yeah, we got we got a few. X. Uh, they're all uh, both both bands are X release. Um, oh wait, are they? Uh, well, whatever. They're X release yeah, crew. Yeah. X Edison crew. Well, because um, Ari played drums. Ari played drums. He, in he, release he might, resurrection. He didn't play drums in release. He was crew. He played drums in enough and up front. Uh, to get well, I he was the, OG, like okay. he he was crew. He he he. I'm sure he recorded backups on those records. He also was encouraged to go real deep cut. Um, wow. Do you like Hello Bastards or the 2009 uh, reunion record? 2006 reunion record, I should say. Oh my god, 2006. Um, Titled. Yeah, I'd probably go Hello Bastards, but it's close. Yeah, it's a good reunion record. It's okay, yeah, I fuck with that. I, that's an outside contender for my top ten. I have to think about it. It's close. Um, but Nicole, get us back to some real music. Whoa! Uh, you are gonna hate no. my last one. All right, let's hear it. I I think we should just skip me. Is it slim? Is it like the Marshall Mathers LP or something? That's it's a cool record. No, <laughs> it's actually. Um, I was like, he's not going to say when we were mentioning Stigmata because I almost put Stigmata. That's okay. In my top ten, but um, Dying Breed, uh, Take My Soul, Give Me Grave. I I love it. Okay. I'm kind of all over the place in my music taste, but I love that. Yeah. Album a lot. Okay, is that the heaviest record that's been mentioned so far? It's, uh, probably. It's pretty heavy. Uh, it's it's not as heavy as all at war, to me at least. I don't in know. a different sense, I think for sure. It's more straightforward than like All Out War, I would say. Yeah. Or like Marauder even. Um, it's more straightforward than I think a lot of people would give it credit for. Because of the aesthetics of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people would probably even write the band off just because of the whole like associations with, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just a great, a great record. Tell me about Dying Breed. Um, so they're, yeah, they're from Troy, upstate yep. New York, yep. um, capital region. Yes, um, the crown jewel of the empire, as we call it. Yes, yes. Is this Maybe the singer from Facecast? No, no, no. That's actually, who was that? He was in uh, Straight Jacket. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the guys in this band might have been in like Straight Jacket or whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever other Troy bands, but yeah, it's like it's just '90s hardcore. Sounds like New York. Other like New York stuff. I mean, I'd compare it to Madball. It's got some some. Oh, it's like if I really fuck with the cranial abuse tracks, um, I should I should go check this out. Nah, well, cranial Nobody? abuse. Nah, yeah. that's that's stigma. That, yeah, it's a stigmata guy, but that's more like that was more like street punk or like oil. I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I never. I don't know. I never heard it, but that's what it's I. Some, it's some older Albany shit that's not very good. Sorry, yeah. people, but it's not very good. Um, okay, dying breed. Dirty, dirty. Uncle Sam. It's pretty approved. dirty, but okay. it's good. Give it a list. Peep it if you haven't. Peep um, that peep, shit. Peep it. Alex, that's what it. you got. Give us your last one, Alex. <laughs> All right, yo, my last one is for Tom because we talked about this recently. 25 to life, keeping it real. <laughs> I am hurt. <laughs> um, yo, it's just, the Orthodox didn't make the cut. 
But keeping it real made the cut. Uh, no, no, no. I honestly would have gotten mad at him music. if he didn't put that shit on his list because no. he listens to it all the time. Okay. Indecision, we, we said because you were going to be on, we we knew, you know, you are going to be on. So, And actually, he might have you listed on the other list that we're doing, Tom. Okay. You are listed on the other list. You would have yeah. been. You would have made this one as well, but I, uh, you know, since you're on here, I didn't want to, you know. All right. As long as we give that like rejoinder in the beginning, so it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, I see Twitter. We were on like a decent portion. Hatebreed was on all of them. We were on maybe thirty percent, forty percent, maybe. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty psyched. As you should be. But no, please talk about keeping it real. It's just um, it's a good New York hardcore record. The vocals might be the only thing that um, I could see being hard to get through, but otherwise, like the music is just good hardcore to me. I don't know. How much like good clean fun is it? Not at all. I mean, more than more than not, probably a little bit. Honestly, I've actually never heard good clean fun, so I don't know. But if, if you like twenty five to life, life check it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep that shit. I think you just trolled everybody. Yeah. Um, Tom, what's up for you? Last one. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're done with 25 to Life. Alex, I, I love you. We're done. Fucking talent. The tons talent. of talent. Um, I, I respect well, you putting it on there. I do. I do. I, I mean, I had to keep it true to my, my, my taste. You know, I love it. We had to you make shit a little it. interesting. You know? I do. Yo, y'all, y'all brought some good flavor <laughs> you to did. This is a spicy Poughkeepsie burrito. I appreciate you it. You kept it real. You kept it real. Wow. Uh, yeah. As a, I, I got, Fuck, I got three left, man. What am I going to do here? You Can give I, us the you give us the two as honorable mentions and then we go hard on the one. Okay, I'm going to go uh Avail 4 a.m. Friday as an honorable mention. All right. Take it all scratch the surface, honorable mention. Okay. And I'm going to go cave in until your heart stops. Okay. Where are you guys out on cave in until your heart stops? <laughs> it's a good Hello. record. Um it's Weird. not anywhere near any top list for me but um okay. it's good you know i don't ha- i'm not a hater on it nicole you fuck with it at all or not nah? uh to be honest i don't really have like enough to formulate opinion sure. on it like enough experience with that with that band to really give you a good honest opinion so i respect <laughs> tom for fucking with it give it a I, shot uh, i think you might be surprised um where do you put this in in comparison to the others of the more like metallic metalcore of the time and kind of like the like yo these are the like cornerstones of this shit like is this better than the converge records up to this point and maybe as good to some people as Jane Doe? Yes. Yeah, I think that's I mean that's the way I've always understood it. Um if you asked me the question in 1998, what do you think of this record? I'd be like, right, but right. in 2020, I'm like, yo, actually it's pretty listenable. Got some interesting stuff going on in a way. Um, and it's less like the one thing that happens after this record and after Jane Doe are a lot of the records that have this kind of like, not it's, it's not, this isn't technical metal, like tech metal. Like like right. uh, like um, uh, Candiria. Did they do a tour down. with Between the Bear and Me? I would imagine so. That very, yeah, very. Late. I think I saw. I think I saw them at the Chance. 
Yeah, that, that's very likely. They, but but like they were, they were very good at their instruments. Yeah, a lot of metallic stuff going on. But what happens with the stuff that was going more this direction after this and after Jane Doe is a lot of it starts getting sassy, mm-hmm. and and having this weird kind of like a lot more pretentiousness to it and a lot of like, and I mean, I think a lot of the metalcore world after this and, and like by metalcore world, I mean, almost anything, trust kill, almost anything ferret, uh, present company definitely excluded from that Tom. But you know, <laughs> you, you get what I mean. Like there's a lot of these bands oh, yeah. who all of a sudden like, uh, love the smell of their own shit, but this record doesn't have any of that on it. You know? Um, and it, it was, almost doesn't like fake the funk. Like they're not like, they're definitely hardcore kids, but they're like, they're not, they don't consider them, like, they don't consider this, like, them playing hardcore songs. No, no, mm-hmm. no. They know what they're doing, and they're doing something a little different, and they're fucking, they're like on it, and uh, yeah, like, respect to them. I also think the pivot to what they do on Jupiter from this is like another respect move. Like, all right, cool. Like, I fuck with it. Um, until your Jupiter is insane. It's, it's insane. It's a post-hardcore record. Like, I, yeah. I think if you like Quicksand and you haven't heard Cave and Jupiter, you should go check it out now. Um, but Until Your Heart Stops is the... It is the metalcore record that I don't like particularly or really, you know, I'm not a real fan of the genre, but that I respect a lot and think is actually kind of cool. Like, I think if there's anything, this record is a cool record. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yo, this was a super fun activity, and it took longer than I thought it would. Yeah, <laughs> This is fun. Um, Alex and Nicole, thank you for joining us. Will you guys be free to join us to uh, f- complete part two of this this four-hour jo- voyage? Of course. I, I, I am, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, Mr. Quarantine. All right, well, we yeah. will uh, – we will <laughs> – We'll contact your representatives, Tom. We, we you know, we'll, we'll kind of coordinate. Um, thank you, for everybody, for joining us. Have a great yes, night. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Peace.